Hi, Scott and Todd. January 27, 2021. Getting a little late start today. Todd has been checking his mic for 17 straight minutes. Annoying the living shit out of everyone. Chickity check, 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 chickity check. Just me. Yeah, he's still checking his mic, as you just heard. It's working. It's working. And he's also doing a British accent for some reason. This could be a long show, or this could well, be a very short show. Both my girls like to talk in British accents, so they were talking them today. I'd love to hear them talk. They in like British to compete. Accents. Actually, Apple's pretty good at it, but this you is know. not great. But she'll get better. She's good. only six. That's a bit of a ma- mishmash of British accents. I'm sort of jumping all over the the ball there. The Sorry. question is, where where are they learning these accents from? <clears throat> are you teaching them, or do they have a show? Probably they watch? YouTube. They do watch a show on Netflix, which is Australian, mm-hmm. called Investigators, uh, which is a mashup of investigators and investigators, but it's called Investigators because they're all Australian. It's a young group of uh, detectives. Do they investigate alligator crimes? No. <laughs> it's not a knife. Well, is it? They could. Um, no, they, they investigate petty thefts and stuff that happens around the neighborhood, basically. Triple <laughs> homicide! Oh my yeah. god! <laughs> this week the, on Investigators! In the, the bloody Investigators is not hoping to get caught yet. Our classmate yeah. was raped again! Let's figure out who's doing this! <laughs> it's actually a Our really entertaining show. Our substitute teacher was sodomized! They, they, they have sort of the, um, <clears throat> the what's it called? The <clears throat> mockumentary format. And oh, nice. like it's done really well, actually. It's, it's pretty funny. Okay. If you're looking for a show targeted towards six to year olds. ten year olds, <laughs> yeah. uh, check out Investigators on Netflix. I will not, but good tip for those listening. <clears throat> no, it's I mean, it is entertaining. So. so the point is, you're saying that you think that show in particular is what led them to start playing around with other accents. I think probably it's YouTube personalities that gotcha. speak in other languages. I, I mean, my older daughter enjoys just, well, actually my younger daughter is more of a performer, but my older daughter enjoys just doing that. And she has like her father, a bit of a knack for it. So, <laughs> I'm pretty good with accents. I'm better than you are. <laughs> Sorry. I'm definitely a better fake laugher than you are. I don't know about that. Give us your best fake laugh. Here it comes. I don't folks. want to do that. Oh, okay. Too bad. You're missing out, people. Because he's horrible at it. Um, okay. Well, that's fun. That's exciting that your your two young daughters are picking up accents. Do they do any any other accents? Um, for example. I think just Australian and English right now. They haven't. It's 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 kind of a weird time for accents. I feel like oh some accents discuss. Uh, it just feels like if you do other accents, it quickly is seen as um, racist. Not not maybe not completely racist, but yeah. <clears throat> uh, give me an example. Insensitive. I disagree. What's I think that? I disagree. I said, give me an example, because I think I disagree. Well, if you think about the movie Short Circuit, sure. um, where uh, a white Los guy Lobos. plays an Indian scientist speaking in sort of a, a what I would call Western generic, yeah, stereotypical yeah. Indian accent. 
Hello, welcome and, to Seven Eleven. Yes, yeah. And even like Apu on The Simpsons was done yes. by a white guy, and it sort of, sort of eliminated from. I don't. I don't think he's on the show anymore. Apu. I don't know. I haven't watched The Simpsons in years. <clears throat> but there was a controversy, and the guy—I forget what his name. He does a ton of voices. He does Harry like, Shearer, half, probably. Yeah. Yeah. He no, it wasn't Harry Shearer. It's the other guy, oh, Hank really? Azaria. Hank Azaria. Okay. He does, he does like so. Harry Shearer and Hank Azaria do like half the characters on The Simpsons. Yeah, they do a lot, or more. Um, and he did Apu. Harry Shearer is a, a white man in his fifties, probably. Maybe he's much older now. now but yeah, anyway, yeah. yeah. And you know, he's like, I, you know, it wasn't my intent to cause any, any harm, and I see how that could be done, and you know, I'll, I'll retire the character. He wasn't, you know, upset about it or anything, but. Right. <clears throat> so I feel like that. I don't know. Like if as as a white person, as a white man. To, for me to do other accents, which are which are sort of culturally uh, derived, it just it feels okay. like it's that is that time has passed. I can do. I feel like I can do Russian or Irish or English. Sure. I I think I think part of the reason for like the Indian one um, is that it. F- it feels like it was done at the expense, rather than try of of that culture, rather than trying to just sort of specifically ape it, mimic it. I don't know. Yeah. I, the line is blurry for me, so I don't really know like what what the correct answer is. If if people are offended by yeah. it, I'm I'm happy to say you know that's off limits. Um, but yeah, I don't. It's 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 kind of weird. Like I don't like my kids. I don't think are gonna do Indian or Pakistani accents. <clears throat> so first of all, Harry Shearer, seventy-seven, FYI. Hank I'm Azaria not, is currently not, in his mid fifties. That's what I said. Saying. Hank Azaria, not Harry Shearer. Yeah, he's in his mid fifties. Okay. I was Hank just, is, I, I uh, Harry Shearer is was also he's like part of the uh, Christopher Guest gang. Like he he's one of the members yes. of Spinal Tap and stuff. Yes. Correct. And Hank Azaria has had his own. 77. In front of the screen. I didn't realize he was that old. All those guys are old. Yeah, I know. The whole spinal tap. If they're still alive. I mean. Yeah, I think they all are. Um, What's his name? The guy from. uh, (laughs) He was on um, Better Call Saul. It's the older brother. He was also in Laverne and Shirley as one of the, the boyfriends. He's a really oh. good actor. I can't think of what his name is. I can't think of his Squiggy, name either. But, um, I was like, better call Saul, but now I'm with you. When is that show coming back, by the way? Anyway. It's um, already come back, but I think if you don't have AMC, season five was supposedly really good. It has not been put on to other channels yet, but I hope it But does, I do have AMC. I love Better Call Saul. Anyway, go ahead. <clears throat> I'll have to look that up. Um, note to self, look up Better Call Saul release dates. Um, but no, I, I, the, the, the genesis of my question was not, do we think it's politically correct to do anyone like other countries have different accents? That's yeah, that's no, I, that's what I'm saying. I don't like think we should be afraid to mimic their accents, just not in a derogatory way. Yeah, I know. It's just like, I don't know. It's a, it's a, it seems like a somewhat sensitive issue, uh, for a white person to mimic someone who is non-white, like, if I do Russian accent, it's fine because I'm talking about Russia. But 
okay. less okay if I'm talking about other countries. You know what I mean? Eh, I mean, I hear you. <laughs> like, so do can you do a South African accent? Uh, I'd have to it's study very a little similar. more because they have weird, yeah. they have weird words. I don't, I don't know it well enough to like just drop right. a South African accent. Yeah, we've been watching. Um, just because we, as I mentioned on this pod many times, we pretty much keep the TV on Comedy Central ninety percent of the time. So if you flip on the TV, it's on Comedy Central and um, the Daily Show, now hosted by Trevor Trevor Noah, who is a proud oh yeah, South when African. he does his South African accent, it's like oh that's cool. Yeah, when he gets into it. He's, he's into it for sure. Um, but anyway, so, I mean, for yeah, me, I get, when I try to learn accents, I feel like there's usually like half a dozen or a dozen key words that if you can really capture those, you can kind of fake it through the rest. I'm not saying I'm a perfect, like accent right. person, but I can mimic pretty well. So if I can get those, those sort of key things, I can usually build the rest of it around, around that. Let's walk through your process because I think what the people want to learn. That's definitely what people want to learn. How do you do accents? But uh, I mean, like, so I think some will become like, I feel like if you do a fake Italian accent, like that seems like it's bordering on insensitive because they often add like vowels to the end of words in English because every Mm -hmm. word in Italian ends in a vowel, more or less. I'm, I'm simplifying, but... So when they speak English, they add a little uh at the end of every word. Like, it's a talking uh, like a this. Uh. And that's, on, it, yeah, it sounds like I'm saying pizza pie, which... That, I'm a that, Luigi. I'm a gonna that, win. Yeah. That's, it's, it's a fine line between sort of like mocking their speech and sort of like actually like the, our, the CMO of my last job was Italian and he talks like that. It's not like... I mean, I'm maybe I'm exaggerating it slightly, but it's right. it's, and I don't think people are too bent out of shape about speak like mimicking Italian voices, but there right. is that sort of like speech pattern to how they say things. Yeah, and yeah. Germans and, and... like there are certain things that Germans, uh, people that speak German or native German speakers that speak English say. Um, I'm trying to think of what they are. Um, hamburger. Oh, they they say a lot of words with the Z's and like V's. This is a yeah. thing we are going to do today. Yeah, and they have those sorts of sounds in their speech. So, right. I mean, right. again, Australian that's a bit of a always... caricature because, like, yes, we have friends, and he is from Spain, and she's originally from Germany and she doesn't quite sound like that, but I, I've definitely heard people that are from Germany that do sound exactly like that. So right. uh, who knows? I don't know. I don't, I don't know what, what my point is. It's just like, it's, I don't either. <laughs> I, I, I'm just saying like, I feel like now you have to be more sensitive about like the reason you have to think more about like why you're, why you're doing this accent and <laughs> is it appropriate? Sure. Which is and not again, a bad thing necessarily or not a bad thing it, at all. If you're doing it for the purposes of saying that, like if I, for for example, let me just throw myself on the bus. If I went spaghetti and the pizza and lasagna and then I went <laughs> and the jewels, they will burn. Like if, if every accent I <laughs> yeah, did yeah, yeah. was related to stereotypes and or the worst things, the worst thing in humanity, that sort of thing. Yes, that's doing it for the wrong reason. So, but, 
I, but but hang on, hang on. To, go fin- ahead, go to finish ahead, the thought, though, to finish Please. the thought. But again, your your young daughters, your impressionable daughters, if they're if they're watching as they can, if they're watching sort you know shows and entertainment things on YouTube that are from all across the land, I don't think there's anything wrong with trying to mimic that and becoming someone who is well versed, so that if they're out in the world later on in life and they hear a, a voice or they hear an accent, they can say. I know what that is. They recognize it. Oh, are you Swedish? Are and you the, appreciate it. You sound right. like the girl I watched who does DIYs from Sweden. There's exactly. like this woman who does all these DIY videos, and she has a very, like, I don't know if it's distinctive, but it sounds distinctive Swedish accent to me. Yeah. Um, just as a little, like, follow-up to this. Sure. My friends who are Spanish and German, they are moving to Italy, and uh, I was so watching... it's official now. Okay. Yes, I was watching Seinfeld... And uh, oh I was watching Shocking. the Calzone episode. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and that has a scene in which Kramer goes to the Calzone shop to pick pick up a Calzone for George and Steinbrenner and tries Pays to pay with change, change and gets into an argument yes. with the Calzone guy. And it's the most like over the top like character uh, caricature of an Italian yeah. accent. They they actually start saying about they're not even saying yeah. words. They're just yeah, like what about and like doing that. their hand Kramer's in the air. Kramer's like slapping the counter. I like Kramer this. turns around, kicks, <laughs> kicks his it. toe on kicks the counter. Foot. It's fucking yeah. hysterical. Now I don't feel like that could be made today just because like they're not even <laughs> saying words. It's clearly right. bullshit. But it's it's pretty funny. Um so I sent yeah. them to the sent that to him and said I don't know if this, this is what you're going to have to anything deal with. like what your Italian experience is going to be like, but <laughs> and I don't think it is, but yeah, I, I, I would imagine not certainly, um, but we were joking with him clearly. Yeah, that's a, that's a classic. It's the first day, <laughs> neither rain nor sleet. It's the oh, first yeah. day. It's the first thing. <laughs> Cause Newman doesn't pick him. Doesn't yeah. pick up the calzones. I don't, I don't enjoy rain. going out in the rain. I don't work in the rain. Oh, okay, <laughs> the best part is uh, George, George asked Kramer to do it. He's like, he's like, I thought Newman was doing it for. He's, he's like, he's not, he's not working today. He's like, oh yeah, it's raining. Oh yeah, it's raining. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a classic line. Oh yeah, it's raining. <laughs> Kramer knew. Why didn't you know, George? How dare you? Uh, um, by the way, since we've since we're just going all over the place tonight, yeah, Better Call Saul season five. Started about a year ago, so I did. Yeah. See, I, th- I thought you were saying like I missed the season. It no, no, I haven't April seen season year. five because it's it's only been season, yeah. live on TV. Gotcha. Season five was exceptional. I, I thought it was I mean, very good. They've all been good. I think it was season four. The whole season where it was like him and his brother and like, like I think that was season four. I was just like, it was so good. Yeah. Um. So I. Yeah. Yeah, I was anticipating season five because it's getting closer to the sort of joining of uh, Breaking Bad, but I have not seen is, it yet. Is season four the one where he sets up like the mobile phone shop? Yeah, I think so. It's hard to remember because you okay. said season five came out a year ago, so I probably watched season yeah. four like two years ago. Oh, yeah, that's true. Or more i don't know yeah season season four came out in 2018 summer of 2018 so so yeah it's uh it's yeah. been a anyway, bit yeah. since i've seen it great show if you don't watch it better call salt and by the way i've never seen a second of breaking bad and oh, i really? still very much in, 
yeah, and I still very much enjoy Better Call Saul. You should so. watch Breaking Bad. It's really good too. I've heard that. And now that you have the sort of a lot of the backstory, it'll, it'd be interesting to watch it in that order. Yeah, it's a it's a prequel in terms of how time goes. It's it's before, right? Better Call Saul is taking place before. Yeah, for I think for the as far as you maybe know, maybe the entire series. I don't know because I haven't seen season five, but up until right. then they have not caught up to basically the beginning of Better Call or Breaking Bad. I don't think. I mean, some things may happen in parallel. I don't remember when Saul actually gets introduced in Breaking Bad. I assume it was in the first season, but again, yeah. I watched that live on TV, so it was probably like 10 or 12 years ago. I don't remember the first ago. season yeah. of Breaking Bad that well. Gotcha. Yeah, I could, I could probably tell right here if that mobile phone thing... It doesn't matter. Anyway, this is a very good episode. There were several very, very good episodes in, in the most I'm recent sure season. there were. That... Uh, yeah, it was uh, yeah. It's a good show. It's, There's it's, something else I was going to tell you. Now I can't remember what it yeah, was. Yeah, sure. Hmm. We'll wait. <laughs> I feel like it was about Seinfeld, but I don't know. Oh, just as a side note, every episode yeah. that involves Jerry's parents, I'm always like, Ugh, I hate this storyline sucks. Because the one before was the Cadillac when he buys his dad a Cadillac, and it's yes, his father gets deal. kicked off the board. I mean, it's not that they're the, not the Del Boca funny. Vista. Yeah. Yeah, it's not that they're not funny. I just like, I don't know. It's a lot of energy for characters that I don't really care about. Now, George's parents, I'm all in anytime they have them on, but yeah, Jerry's Jerry parents Stiller's are just sort fantastic. of exhausting. Um, Was the Cadillac one the same one where they had the, the tip calculator? No. Oh, okay. Different one. Just when we're running for the board. But but Kramer goes down No, he's down not running for the board. For the... He's the head of the board. And Jerry gives him, he, they, uh... Uh, Jack Klumpus claims that he's been skimming yes. money. Off, off the board and, and impeaches him basically, and they have a whole Nixon montage. I assume I, I don't. Yeah. It's it's from a movie that I had not seen when it came out, and I still have not seen it. So it, the references are lost on me. The yeah. the laugh track or the studio audience is dying in the scene when they're walking out at the end after he's been removed from office, but it it means nothing to me. Probably Nixon. You're right. Yeah, Jack Klump is underrated character. Yeah, uh, Jack Klump is like... pretty good. <laughs> Real small part only shows up in those episodes where it's where they're down in Florida with with Jerry's parents, as you're saying. But very high energy. He's got one of these very strained voices. He always talks like this. Everything yeah. he says is very important. He's got the uh, the raspy voice for sure. And I shouldn't have done that because that really <laughs> hurt my throat <laughs> there. But Jerry, tell your father. Yeah, he's a he's a classic one. He's a good one. Jerry, how you doing? Um. I think he's so also those are the two episodes. who gives Jerry the uh, space pen seasons earlier. He does. He does. You can write with upside down. Yeah. Great gift. Um, zero grav. Uh, is, so th those are the episodes you watched today or just recently? Uh, I didn't watch any today. It must have been yesterday. We went on a hike today. Oh, yeah. I was going to ask about that. I did see those photos. And then I, I have one other thing, one update I wanted to give you. What? Where'd you guys go? That wasn't the same place that, that we hiked to when we were up there a few months back, was it? No. So I feel I like we remember. went near a dam. I don't remember where we hiked, but it wasn't there. It was down... Um... Down Mexico Gosh, Way. Yeah, down um, Mexico I'm way. trying to think. We... Oh, I remember where we went. No, it wasn't there. We went okay. to Lock Raven. This was the Pretty Boy Dam. 
there's a, a pretty boy <laughs> reservoir and there's a there's actually an elementary school called pretty boy elementary and i was oh like man how do you not get fucking just ridiculed and like mocked endlessly if you go to pretty boy elementary what's the genesis of that name is that like I, a township or something i don't know i there is a town called pretty boy but i don't know why it's called okay. that yeah so there's there's a I assume a lake, Pretty Boy Lake, but the Pretty Boy Dam obviously dams that lake. Um, and we there's like a two-mile hike that's sort of, it's an out and back, but the end of the out stops at the Pretty Boy Dam. Mm-hmm. And and I I was actually watching TikTok, and there were these like dude bros, and it was like, best places to go in Maryland. And, that's, and one <laughs> of them was Pretty Boy Dam, and I was like, oh, that looks actually really cool. And so I was like, I think that's near here. It's about a half hour from where I live. So I was like, oh, we should go on a hike. So my yeah. older daughter, they, their win- Wednesdays are asynchronous, which means they don't have online yeah, teaching. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> she has a friend that we she's been seeing on Wednesdays. So her friend and my two daughters, we all went. And it's a pretty good hike. It's got like a lot of like scrambling. So like big boulders, rocks, whatever that you walk for probably mm. the first third or half and then yeah. it's like trees and then i mean it's all along the river bank and then you yeah. come up to this pretty massive dam which is it's a really nice like reveal i mean a lot of hikes go to like a waterfall or something this is obviously man made right. but it's a lot grander in scale so it's just cool to walk up on it yeah that's and you can photos. you can basically walk right down to the bottom of the dam it's not there's not a huge like uh, roped off area rapid or anything at the bottom like there is oh there's yeah, a yeah. place that's like sh- like a a valve or something that's shooting a massive column of water out into the middle of the stream but it's probably like 150 feet wide so there's you, you right. it would be very hard to get in that spray of water and the rest gotcha. of it's pretty pretty tame and we weren't going pretty boy 35 degrees outside but um you can walk right up to it that was, was cool. It was a good hike. So you went with three gals. Were there any pretty boys there? Uh, we, I mean, there, we only cr- came across like four or five of other people on the hike. I guess Wednesday afternoon or whenever yeah. you went. That, that makes sense. Yeah, it's, the hike is listed as moderate, and I would, I would say it's a pretty moderate hike. Because of the I mean, scramble. scrambling over rocks is like. If you have older joints, it's it can be a little taxing. <laughs> I mean, it's I was, it's perfect. For I guess that's kids, why there were no pictures of that, by the way. No, no. I, well, it's just it's not as scenic as some of the other parts. Um, I mean, I was okay, but like if you have bad knees, it, it's a lot of like up and down and sort of uneven terrain. And there's yeah. not, it's not like you go off the trail to do that. It basically that is the trail. The trail dies into that and. It's it just goes along the riverbank and there are some places that are people have walked on more but you can go anywhere in this sort of like thirty foot yeah, yeah. band along there. Other places it's more of a single track if you will, but that gotcha. first part there's you just kind of kind of pick your trail. It's not it's not super so what? marked. Hour and a half, two hour round trip. Uh, it took us about yeah probably two hours. Maybe two, fifteen, two and a half. Nice. It's a good activity yeah, for the good, afternoon. Good hike. Yeah, getting some work done. Put that in your Noom. Uh, I don't use Noom anymore. <laughs> no. 
I mean, so I did use Noom last year. I think we might have talked about it a little bit. And they, I'm sure they have, I mean, this is like their peak time. Well, it's a little past their peak, but they, you know, they yeah, want people to sign up at the yes. beginning of the year. Cause they know people are like, I'm, I'm ready to diet. So I'm yep. sure you've heard other podcast ads, just Instagram Endless. ads, YouTube, whatever. A lot on YouTube. Yeah. Um, like they basically are like, you know, it says no restrictions, but it's basically a calorie restricted diet is what they try to get you to stay to there's no foods are off limit but they try to depending on how much weight you want to lose they restrict your diet down to like 1200 calories or 1500 or 2000 whatever Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. they they give you tips like if you eat a bowl of grapes it's i don't know 150 200 calories versus if you eat half a brownie it's 200 calories so like you get more volume of foods that have a lot of water in them which after you like it's those some of those tricks or tips are nice and then they have like they give you a counselor and they try to sign you up in a group where you're supposed to interact with other numers or whatever they call them and they give Mm -hmm. you like these psychological tips on how to do it but like i don't know the i think the the counselor was sort of like mostly ai because they respond to you basically any time of the day. And I'm like, they either have a lot of people who are this personality or it's like, I'm talking to a fucking computer. I think I actually asked them a couple times, are you a real person? (laughs) And they never, they're like, yeah, of course. Or something. I don't remember, but of course um, I am. I don't know. Like the, the, my, like my struggles are never like, I need a person to talk to. Like, I don't, I, that part did not interest me at all. Of course not. I, so the the tips were helpful. I just it's for me weight loss is just like I have to like do it and uh, if I cheat like get back on it. I I am better if like I go cold turkey, don't eat anything, but then I can only last for like a couple months and then I'm like yeah. oh I ate a cookie. Oh I ate twelve. I'm fucked. And I just like, I, once like, well, I, once I, it's let, over now, once I let a little back in, I can't get back on the, the thing and right. I just leave it. That's been my uh, history of dieting. So I don't, I don't know what the, maybe, maybe a counselor would help. But again, when I was pretty sure that it was a robot or <laughs> at least partially a robot, yeah, so maybe someone who just types in something and it gives them a script to pump out. Then I was like, yeah, right. you're not helping me that much. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I I definitely um, didn't want to talk to other like 48 year old women about like their weight loss struggles. Like I was like, I'm not helping other people with this. That doesn't appeal to me at all. Yeah. The community aspect was not something that was a selling point. No, I was like, cause they, they're really pushing you. I was like, and I would be like, nah, I don't really want to join a group. And they're like, you should join one. And I was like, no, I'm not doing this. Support everyone as a team. Yeah, yeah. It's like don't, this. Don't fucking they're, care. They're like, Noom works better when you're part of the group. I'm like, mm, I don't want to be part of this group. Like, yeah. Does it now? Hmm. I know that um, I'm just as useless as these other people, but me me talking about, oh, yeah, I've had that struggle too. Like, that doesn't help me at all. It just annoys me. Now, is Noom, it's just diet? It doesn't It doesn't have a, an exercise aspect? It to does. It, it They... If I remember correctly, and again, it's been over a year now, or ish. I don't remember when I quit, probably around March or something. 
I, I prepaid for the year and then just like stopped using it. Oof. Well, it was cheaper. It it wasn't that much. It was like fifty or sixty bucks for the whole year. If Versus you... eight bucks a month or whatever. Yeah, I I mean, it wasn't like a huge investment. Yeah, of course. Um, I mean, in retrospect. But yeah, I mean, it was definitely a waste <laughs> of money, but uh, <laughs> uh, they have fitness, and I think maybe as you go further along the Noom journey. They probably give you more fitness tips, but it was Ooh, the new journey. Yeah. yeah. Um, as as you probably know, wh- most of weight loss is diet. Like exercise <laughs> is good for your health and good for your your body, but it doesn't necessarily help you shed a lot of weight. Okay. It can it can help, but it's like if you're you know most exercises you're probably or workouts are you're probably burning between like 300 and maybe 800 calories if you're really going at it and that's like Mm -hmm. not that much food so if you're if you're overeating it doesn't matter how much you exercise because you're not burning enough calories yeah i i would say and you probably fall into this category i would say the biggest detrimental move that most people make is not necessarily well it could be what they eat for their main meals but it's the snacking it's the eating between meals. It's the eating late at night. That's what kills people. Like, they're like, I don't understand. I ate, you know, a reasonably healthy breakfast, eggs and toast. I had a salad for lunch. I had chicken and rice and a vegetable for dinner. Yeah, but weren't, weren't you eating uh, bonbons at, at 3.30? And, and weren't you eating a half pint of ice cream at 10 o'clock? Like, that's what kills. You can do all the other shit perfectly fine and even exercise, too. But it's that other stuff that really kills people. Yeah, if you have ice cream every Those night, useless calories, or like two or three snacks, or if you're drinking like sugar sodas every day, it's yeah, sugary be hard. sodas. Of course. It's gonna be hard for you to cut that weight. Just is liquid calories. Yeah, yeah, for um, sure. Yeah, my most of my snacking is just like I'm bored. I'm gonna eat something. I'm not even necessarily hungry. But then once you That's establish that one. habit of like, oh, it's ten thirty, I should have a snack, or whatever, then it you're you're just like reinforcing that bad habit i mean to be fair every day around 10 o'clock unless i have a conflict i have a snack as well i have two little handfuls of peanuts and that's it and then every day around 2 o'clock i have a little snack it might be peanuts again it might be some ritz brit ritz bit sandwiches it might be wait do they still make because ritz bits fuck yeah they do peanut butter uh, and cheese mm, um well good. that's the thing like if i had a handful of yeah. peanuts i'd eat like six handfuls because i'm like oh this is really yeah. good it's hitting the spot that's why i don't i don't keep them at my desk i have to go up to the kitchen <laughs> i have my two handfuls i refill my my cup of that, water and that then wouldn't stop me once own. once the craving hits i'd be more than willing to travel back three or four times <laughs> getting well, you know, exercise suckers... but not enough to burn up the... <laughs> yeah <laughs> i walked up seven steps um but you know todd i'm, I'm glad i'm glad this is all coming out because the community at noom yeah. This is where they could help you. You could, could say, say the, the cravings. I mean, what are they going like, to tell me? Don't do that. I mean, they, I don't know I, what they're going to tell you. They did have it's psychological strategies, like oh, like basically, be more mindful. Like think about, it. hey, I can have this now, but it's, it's, right. you know, taking away from my weight loss goals. I don't know. You have to. It's like I assume <laughs> it's like a drug addict. You have to really want to change. And I'm like, bottom line, 
Todd doesn't really want it at the end of the day. I mean, I do want to, but it's it's in the moment. Like, big picture I do, but in the moment I'm like, eh, if I have this eh, today, it's not that big a deal. It. But if you do that yeah. every day, then it definitely Well, and, and look, for the, for the hundreds of listeners of ours who have never actually met us or seen photos of us, it's not like Todd's morbidly obese. Todd could lose, stand to lose some weight, sure. But I don't think it's like at a dangerous point. I don't think it's impacting your ability to play with your children the way you'd like. Talk I mean, to me I, in three or four years. I'd but, like, you know, I, I think like it's to fine. to lose weight, but yeah, it's not, I can still, I went on a hike today. It wasn't like dying. There you go. He, he, he scrambled across boulders as he described it. <laughs> he ran up the scree of fallen debris. Yeah, there was no top. scree. It wasn't, it wasn't, no. there wasn't that stuff. It wasn't the gravelly no, that's, that's stuff. Me. It was just like boulders. I'm the one that deals with the scree out here in Colorado, but um, scree sucks. But yeah, so, scree does suck. Try running on it. Whole other story for no, thank day. you. Okay, um, but yeah, so I, it, again, it would be helpful. It would be beneficial. There are a lot of benefits you could get from it, from losing 20, 30 pounds, whatever the number is. Seventy. But it's not, or seventy. Good luck with that. Seventy. <laughs> I could trying to match my weight. My God. Now you'd be surprised. I could, I could lose 70 pounds and still weigh more than you would think. <laughs> I mean, that doesn't shock me, but uh, Wait, yeah, you're probably think. right. Oh, God. Here we go. It's both a math question <laughs> and a question of Todd not knowing exactly what my weight is, probably. True. I, yeah, so, I'd, be, so. I'd be a lot closer to your weight if I lost 70 pounds. I don't need to lose 70 okay. pounds. I don't think you need to lose 70 sure. pounds either. Like, well, let's start with 20 or 30. See, that's also... Yeah, I'd like to Davies lose the same way. 20 or 30 would make a huge difference. Right. The the unicorn goal is not the first one you should shoot for, because yeah. then you'll get frustrated you're not getting any closer. That's a good point. I should it. do that. Yeah. I told shoot, you. But this shoot, happened a few weeks ago. Shoot for We had this conversation. <laughs> and I gave you realistic expectations and ways to strive for goals in life. And then you're like, that's eh, good advice. Every now and again. Motherfucker surprise a motherfucker. Yeah. So... Anyway, every now and again. All right, what else is on the list tonight? Good no, luck with that. Well, the list is pissed still away blank. Thirty-five minutes. <laughs> We've successfully made it to the halfway point, which is, which is very good. By the way, last week's pod, ninety-five minutes. God, of just blithering babbling. When he did not do that again, <laughs> editing that was painful and took a long time. Plus, we had the multiple dropouts of the phone line. That didn't help either. That was that was a rough one. I'm not gonna lie to you. Um, <clears throat> but while, hang on, I'll get to that story in a second of what I was doing while I was editing that podcast this past weekend. Last week's pod, I mentioned, uh, going back to Seinfeld indirectly for just a minute, uh, or Kerr more specifically, I mentioned that poker challenge where yes. the guy came on after he had won. I know you didn't. That's fine. After he won $300,000 and said, pretty, pretty good. So, oh, right, right, right. Right. I believe we recorded on Thursday last week. So that was Thursday. As I mentioned last time, this challenge, they play every Monday, Wednesday, Friday. So to recap, I won't go through the whole details of the challenge, but last Monday. Wait, Doug have they Polk played the Wednesday plus, one yet? Today's. Yes, they did. Okay. They played today's. So last Monday, Doug Polk was up 73,000. Last Wednesday, which is the one we were talking about on the last show, Doug was up 298,000 and he crossed a million total. He was up a million total. Last Friday, Doug lost 385,000. So last week was basically a wash after he'd crushed the guy on what, like 
20 hours after I was talking about how awesome he was doing, he lost almost $400,000 back. So wait, wait, you were um, saying, what's the other guy's name? Not Doug, but the other guy? Daniel Negreanu. So you're saying Daniel play, can win more, but Doug wins more consistently. He's more slow and steady, and Daniel gets these can get big. No, that's uh, not what I said. I said if Doug wins, he's he's the one more likely to have the big wins, which he had had the day before we did the podcast last week. I thought you were saying but, that that Daniel like wagered more, would win more per hand than Doug. Maybe maybe that is true. Still, I don't remember. Possibly. I, I don't know. There's no set. But you're saying whatever Daniel won back 350 or won something back, last Friday? Won back 385. So basically on Monday and Wednesday, yeah, on Monday and Wednesday, Doug had had two very good days, specifically Wednesday, almost 300,000. And then two days later, he lost it all back. So the whole week was essentially a wash, which is brutal. If you, I mean, these are real numbers. These are real dollars. Um, yeah, but I... This can't be like a big deal to them. No, they're both millionaires. Right to sure. lose a million, they. I'm assuming they're not. Their yes. net worth is not 1.2, and they're wagering a million dollars on this. No, 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 no. Fanciful YouTube experiment. Doug Polk's net worth is is kind of a secret. No one's really sure. I mean, I, he's won over 10 million dollars in live tournaments, but that doesn't include buy-ins. That doesn't include. He's made most of his money playing online. So it's really hard to tell how much he's he's worth. Plus, he got would, into Bitcoin like estimate? three or four. 20? 20, 25 million, okay. something like that. He he got into Bitcoin like three or four years ago, before it had its first peak. And is so he, just is his he a Bitcoin GameStop investor. He is not. We can talk about that later too. Okay. Um, he's not a GameStop investor, but he yeah he's he's doing fine. And Negreanu is the second or third most winning <clears throat> tournament player in the history of, of, of poker. And he's one of the most well-known poker players as well. So he's, he's had a decade long run of like high dollar sponsorships and that sort of thing. So he's doing completely fine. So he gets paid too. to play poker, whether he wins or loses for many, many years. He has been paid to chips play poker. and sunglasses yes. or something. Not, no, not exactly. Just endorsing like online poker playing sites. Gotcha. Both stateside and in Europe, that sort of thing. So, both these guys are doing completely fine in their life. Um, but yeah, so yeah, the money is not that important to, me, to, to them, but it's, again, for me as someone who will buy in for maybe 300 or $500 to sit down and play, and these guys are essentially buying in for a half million or a million, it uh, puts it in perspective sometimes. But anyway. It's interesting though, just, sorry, just as a quick aside, yeah. if you're worth $20 million <laughs> right, and you lose... A million or two in this, so we're saying sure. between ten percent. Here we go. Five percent. Okay, all right. I'm proud of you. If yeah. you're five to ten percent of your net worth. Let's yeah. let's say your net worth, and I don't know, and I don't really care, is five hundred thousand dollars. Okay. It would you wager ten percent of that? Probably not. Like would, like you losing fifty thousand dollars seems like a huge fucking deal. Again, yeah. I know once you get to the $20 million range, like uh, a bigger number, even at that percentage, yeah. means less to you because your other numbers are so True. big, it doesn't matter. Like, you don't, they still only need whatever, $100,000 a year to live or whatever. Right. I'm guessing. Right. I don't know. I mean, I, I know yeah. they have 
investments and houses or whatever stuff that yes. they bought. But correct and correct. Um, it's just it's interesting. I know, and if you made if your net worth were a hundred thousand dollars, ten thousand dollars would be a huge fucking deal to lose. You wouldn't. The blow smaller that the net worth, yeah, yeah. The bigger the five to ten percent would be. Yes. So, yeah, and and again, so you have to keep in mind, uh, you know, in the last five to six years, I've seen both of these guys play tournaments where the buy-in for the tournament is a million dollars or three hundred thousand dollars. There's a there's a tournament called the Super High Roller Bowl. It's a three hundred thousand dollar buy-in for a tournament. 40, 50 people buy in, only six or seven get paid. Odds are not good that you're going to make anything. But they just pony up 300 grand and, and buy into a tournament. Same thing with that, the million dollar tournament. It's called the 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 big one for the one drop. Um, it's at the World Series of Poker so, every other year. It's a million dollar buy in. So on the, Same the 40 or 50 people that buy in at $300,000 or whatever. Yeah. Is like, are they all capable of winning? Theoretically, or would you say like only 10% of that realistically could win? The other ones, maybe there's an outside shot. They just get dealt amazing cards. And Sure. Sure. No, reasonable question. I'd say 70 to 75% of them are the highest level poker professionals. There's also the other 25% are like hedge fund guys. Just rich dudes or, that want to play poker with Yeah, the best. just rich guys that want to play at the highest level. And occasionally those guys will like, sneak through. Is it a $300 like fantasy poker experience for like 30% right. or 80%? <laughs> right. It's it's about it's about yeah, one in every four are just the super wealthy. And again, some of them are are decent cuz they that's all they play. You sure. know, they play on their own as well, but they're playing in those elite tournaments and 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 yeah, if you get a lucky run, you can make it to the final table. You're unlikely to win, but hey, you you join because anything is possible. Sure. You could get that lucky run of cards that, that takes you to the promised land, if you will. Um, let's use that as a transition. Unless you had any more questions about the poker thing. No, Happy no. Well, the I, was there something else you're going to – I derailed you several times. Was there something else as, you're going to tell us? As is typical. <laughs> about no the, that the, that was really it i just i thought it was funny because what you call yeah no i yeah doug and daniel no I, I thought it was i just thought it was funny because i again i'm rooting for doug in this challenge i happen to like him more as a as a poker personality than i do daniel Granu. and i i so i was that's one reason i brought that up not only because he's a pretty 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 good but i thought it was pretty cool he'd won three hundred thousand dollars <laughs> playing poker for a couple hours and then literally you less than a day him. later he lost that plus Plus back. You totally fucked He's him currently, over. I totally fucked him over. He's currently back up to being up about 700,000 in the overall challenge. So he's down from his high of being up a million. But, um, so you know, it's going to go back. So this Monday and Wednesday have been minor gains for him? No, he had a minor loss. Here, it's all on, it's all on the website. Uh, well, Monday was the 25th. He lost 48K, but then today he won 136K. So he's up about a hundred thousand this week. They'll play again on Friday, and we'll see what happens. And they're now almost twenty thousand hands in, so they're four fifths of the way to the finish line. They're playing twenty five thousand hands total. So four fifths. There's a fraction you don't hear a lot. <laughs> All right, they're eighty percent of the way to the finish. No, that's fine. Um, that's just, yeah. It's just not something you. I, I did that say. for your benefit. <laughs> no, I know what four fifths are. Uh, <laughs> Although you don't hear it very often. So if they continue How with this pace, how often do you say fifths or any fifths? Um, 
when, when a number is easily divisible by five. But today we'll continue with this Monday, Wednesday, Friday schedule for probably the next five or six weeks, and, and then it'll be done. And admittedly, it will be sad. Like, it's, it's, a, it's a fun thing to look forward, in my opinion at least, to look forward Poker to watching. Poker dorks love watching these weirdos Bro, play. Bro, there are, there are multiple streams. Like, I, I watch it on Doug Polk's YouTube, YouTube channel, as I talked about last week. Daniel Grano has a YouTube channel where he's posting it. There are other poker YouTube personalities are there, that are streaming it. Wait, are there independent? On it. Those are sort of independent ones? Yeah. Wait, do they yes. do they comment on it? Yes. They're doing running commentary. And do Doug and Dan have their own independent commentators or are they uh... So Doug So yes. So again, Daniel I'm going to call Daniel a... Dan cuz it's more fun to call that's, him Dan. That's fine. Dan Dan, no one calls him Dan, but that's fine. Dan is is the lead spokesman for a company called GG Poker and there are two GG Poker employees that run his stream. And then Doug has his own company called upswing poker, which does like poker lessons and poker teaching poker courses. And he has what, what does oftentimes GG stand for good game. Oof. It's a common thing in the online poker world. If you oh, lose you or win GG. on your way out, you put that, yeah, you put that in the chat. Good game. Um, but anyway, yeah, Doug has his own company called upswing poker and he has the COO of upswing poker. And then, He'll have random other guests be the other commentator, other poker players, other poker professionals, people that teach on his site, that sort of thing. So it's, again, sometimes they're just shooting the shit about stuff that's going on in the world. Other times they are, and and, and they're always keeping an eye on the hands, but if there's a big hand, they'll kind of dive into the details of what each player might have. Because you can't see their cards unless it goes to showdown and they have to show. So they're speculating uh, they don't what do Doug the, might have. the camera thing? No, because it's online. It's all online. So they're just streaming the online feed. So, so there's no is it cards. much it's less interesting to watch when you don't know what they have or more interesting because you play along? It's different. It's equally, it, for me, it's equally as interesting. Because but again, a lot of times they'll like get to the river and you have to play poker, it seems like it would be way less interesting because I'm like, I don't know what the fuck they're doing. You would hate it, yes. <laughs> You would definitely hate it, but but you can you can watch as they're piling money toward into the middle of the pot, and that's again to me that's just exciting. And so, intriguing. but if I'm watching one of the other streams or maybe even theirs, are they are they speculating yeah. about what they have? The the commentators. Yes. Okay. Yes, they are. They're saying it could you know Daniel could have whatever could have the good cards here, could have could the bad have cards. Jacks. Saying what the ranges are. Sure. Stuff like that. Yeah, it's it's again for the poker nerds. It's it's Ooh, riveting stuff. Chef's kiss, I can tell. Jeff's kiss. Chef's what? kiss. <laughs> oh, Chef's kiss. Not Jeff's like, kiss. Who the fuck is you know Jeff? Jeff's kiss. I was like, it's Dan and Doug, you moron. There's no Jeff. <laughs> Who is this Jeff guy? Well, Daniel's husband introduce. Jeff comes in occasionally. Oh, Daniel's husband Jeff gives him a smack on the lips. Okay. Jeff's kiss. Daniel is married. <laughs> He's not married God, to he's Jeff. In a long-term relationship. He's not married to Jeff. His name's Amanda. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, such a good male name. Uh, yeah, Amanda. Well, it's got man in it. Amanda Hugginkiss. There you go. Amanda. Amanda Hugginkiss. Hello, I'm looking for Amanda Hugginkiss. Uh, now is that Hank Azaria or is that Harry Shearer? I think that's Hank Azaria too. I think that's Hank Azaria. That's Mo. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure you look up the voices that Hank Azaria does. Look at the throwback there. So you brought it up. I'm dying to hear your perspective because to the best of my knowledge, you have 
little to no experience in investing or whatever. What are your thoughts on the GameStop and the Nokia and the AMC stock controversy of the past 36 hours? So I had only sort of like looked at it or heard about it just sort of generically in the news. Hold on just a second. The characters that Hank Azaria plays, uh, that's loading. Um, (laughs) Sorry, my internet's very slow when when we podcast for some reason. It says Apu Carl Carlson comic book guy, and I know there. I think he does. Yes. I was gonna say I thought he did the bus driver, but I'm pretty sure that's Harry Shearer because he has the gravelly mm. voice. Um, yeah, that's Harry. That feels like a Harry Shearer voice. Um, there's gotta be a list of voices in here. And the interesting thing, you kind of alluded to it earlier, but just to keep this Simpsons theme rolling, is like Nancy Cartwright, who is a six-year-old woman, does Bart Simpson's voice. Like the lead characters kind of each have their own individual actor that plays them. But there are all these other characters in the town of Springfield, and that's the ones that that Harry and, and Hank specifically kind of fill in a lot of the blanks. So for all the it says folk. here he does Chief Wiggum, Apu, Comic Book Guy, Carl Carlson, until season 32, now voiced by somebody else. Cletus Spuckler, Professor Frank, Dr. Nick Riviera, Lou, Snake Jailbird, Kirk Van Houten, the Sea Captain, Superintendent Chalmers, Disco Stew, Duffman, the Wise Guy, and numerous one-time characters. So, again, he does, like, all the minor characters, along with Harry Shearer, who does basically the other half of the minor characters. Everything else. Yeah, Yeah, the, the sort of lead... Uh, protagonists have their their own voice people have their own actors yeah. um, all all the all the rest of the Simpsons universe is voiced by mostly voiced by those two guys yeah they're the utility infielder and outfielder that yeah fill out the roster uh, sorry so the I I had only heard about the GameStop thing I'd seen some stuff on Twitter about GameStop and uh, people talking about it but I didn't know what was going mm-hmm. on uh, didn't really care because I've never been a big video game person. I'm like, oh, they're talking about GameStop. Um, right. And so I had seen some stuff, and so I read a little about it, about it today, and I was like, oh, this is awesome. So my understanding is basically there's a, a Reddit group. Here we go. Um, yeah. Who decided there's a, a hedge fund, I guess, that was shorting GameStop along with other things. And yes. from what I've learned... Shorting is basically betting that it will fail, will drop. selling it, and then buying it back cheaper and using yes. the money that you Close made enough. in the interim. But yep. the people have yeah. sold it, and this Reddit group basically just got a bunch of small-time investors or even single-stock investors, bought a shit ton of game stock stuff jack the price sky high and these guys are fucked because they've basically lost money when they have to buy it back because because the hedge fund people they're basically using money that isn't theirs to buy it is that how that works or more or less yeah we'll go with that (laughs) i was trying to jamie and i were talking about earlier and i was trying to explain short selling to her and she just got frustrated so i feel like if i did that again (laughs) possibly the same thing would happen but yes that's that that Nuts and bolts. So that's, I, that's correct. I, 
the, I guess the thing that I'm just surprised this has not happened before. And, and, and that's it re- what I told her. Yeah. Reconfirms my belief that the stock market is complete bullshit. Like it's all based on the whims and nonsense of like feelings, which drives me insane. That so much of our economy is based on like, oh, consumer confidence is down. Like the stock market took a dip, or so and so hired somebody or fired somebody. This is bad right. news. So the value of this company is tanked. Like, I get that that might bode well or ill for a company, but the fact that like yeah. there can be these violent swings based on not—it's not like their sales dropped twenty percent. I mean, that also has a bad swing, but like just news or predictions that this might happen can cause a big dip or a spike in stock prices. It makes no sense to me. It's just like. It just seems like the whims and fancy of this sort of imaginary group of people. I don't understand how that... The that's... whims and fancy. <laughs> that, so, that could be the show title, The Whims and Fancy of Todd. That's, or whatever. that's actually pretty good. <laughs> you write that down. Um, I need to actually write that down. That's good. So you're, you're not 100% incorrect. Let me, let me try to explain it, and you can either say, okay, that makes sense, or... You still think it's dumb? I'm guessing you'll go with the latter. I but, do still. Th- I mean, um, I think I understand most of the stock. I mean, I'm clearly not a avid investor. I own some stock, but not a ton. And some. Could you name any of the companies that you own? Uh, I can name one of the companies that I own. Oh, <laughs> besides Alma. the one that you worked for, <laughs> possibly. Um, I don't think I. I don't know any other stocks that I own. I don't know okay, if I own that's any what other I stocks. Uh, okay. Bought it on a discount. Well, let me ask you this: If I were to talk, if I were to talk for the next two minutes, do you even know where you would look up what stocks you might own? Uh, that's a no. Okay. So anyway, it's one of the it's one of the big said. names. It's either TD Ameritrade or something like that. <laughs> that's, that's amazing. What? This is good. Hang on. Before I before I get here's to the thing. My, if, what I was going to say. If my wife dies, yeah. I there's a ton of that's money what I was about to ask. That would be owed to me. I would have no fucking clue how to get to it insurance investments i like i'd be totally fucked i have no idea how to find it that that's okay so and also this is a serious thing and i actually listened to a podcast or something in the past couple of days and i realized i need to do this as well I, I i would do this for jamie and Anne would do this for you she needs to write down where all that stuff is usernames and passwords because God forbid something did happen to her tomorrow, and that's the exact question I was going to ask, so I appreciate you jumping in and answering it before I had to ask it. You would be fucked. There would be lost money out there that you never knew existed. The insurance would come your way because that's the insurance company's job is to notify you, but various investments you have. And the reason I thought about this, by the way, now that I'm remembering it, is I was listening to a podcast that was talking about cryptocurrency, and that is definitely well hidden. Hope the IRS isn't listening. But that Jamie would have no idea how to get to that. <laughs> like, I really do need to write that down. And and again, you put it in a safe or you put it in a fire retardant envelope or case or something in case something happens, you know, to that degree. And you tell her where it is and say, you don't need to worry about this. You don't need to look at it. But when the time comes, you need this is the first place to go. Here's the people you contact. Here's the companies, usernames, passwords, that whole thing. And it's not even because we're of a certain age, but just because anything could happen sure. at any time. Maybe I should just estate planning is that information for me, or that that's also possible. And that th- those those people are out there. Estate planning is not something that's fun to think about or talk about, 
let's talk about what happens when we die. No, I don't. But I mean, that part doesn't bother me. But it's 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 essential if you, you know, if you have assets and you guys certainly do, and I certainly do, that could help. Yeah. The 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 style of living of the of the living person in the relationship. <laughs> just just they as, need a, to know how to as a quick it. aside, my wife told me yes. today this is how much we have in savings, and I was like, whoa, that's a lot. Um, and she's like, I want to get to this number. And I had I have no idea how much money is in savings or checking account like not even an inkling i mean i can't even remember the actual number now because she told me and i completely forgot it immediately classic and i have no idea how much money is in our checking account wait she went she was so she was literally showing your savings account not like your investments but just your savings just the savings account she has she said i have this much money in savings and i'd like to get to to this much amount uh, this amount by the end of the year and i said that seems like a lot should we put that in something else and then we stopped talking about it. I don't know. <laughs> Again, we certainly will not will not talk numbers both in this podcast or even after we end the podcast and we're just chatting. But why why does she have a number? Do you know why she has I mean, a number I, to have? Just I don't in know. Savings? I didn't ask her specifically, but you know, people say you should have six months cushion yeah, yeah. or whatever in savings. Sure. Uh, I assume that's yeah. I don't I don't know what the number is why she I mean we should probably take part or half of that and like put it into the girls college fund or something or into yeah. something that gives us a better return than almost nothing, nothing. from our savings account um, I couldn't agree more but I mean I don't really know what those options are I, I think we'd like to have it somewhat liquid. So putting it in like a 10 or 15 year bond or whatever. No, God, no, don't do that. Just no, something that we can't touch for a certain amount of time. Right. Like not sure. ideal, but I don't know what else Here, other options there are. <laughs> God, I, God, I have so many questions. I feel like I, we should, we should bring Anne to a podcast sometime soon. Oh my God, she, she probably has this all planned out. She's like, Oh yeah, I'm not doing this. So, so you're just not Again, telling you're you the asking the wrong person. This is what makes it so entertaining, though. So, um, what was I going to ask? So, oh, do you do you have do you have someone that you like? Do you whatever whatever it is you use Fidelity? It doesn't sound like you use Fidelity. You just said TD Ameritrade, which I'm, no, I that's where the stock is. Account. I do have stuff in Fidelity. Okay, like do, do you do you have a financial advisor that you and no. Or that she has ever met with? No, mm, nothing like that at all. She may have. I don't. I mean, other than like. <laughs> she may have. You guys have been married for 25 years. How do you not know what well, she may or may not have done? She may have talked to someone about it. We don't, we don't have one that we consistently consult with, no. Okay, and, that, and that's fine. I, I don't either. I, I legitimately don't. But God, if it was just you, you absolutely should. <laughs> and and maybe she needs needs that as well or would benefit from that. I I don't know heads or tails, but um, but I, I will also tell you this: you're talking about liquidity of money in the six month emergency fund. Completely agree with that. That's that's a very common thing that a lot of people have. So I have the, the grand majority of my investments are are in Fidelity. Some are in a you traditional mean like mutual IRA. Mutual funds or something. Yeah. Exactly. Some are in a traditional IRA, some are in a Roth IRA. I can't touch either one of those, but I also have just a money market fund, which has 
tons of money in it that again, it's like a savings account, but it's, it's working for me in the stock market. It's an investment. If I needed it tomorrow, I could get it. Like it's, yeah, it's a lot more liquid than it, than it used to be, which I'm sure she is aware of. Clearly you're not aware of that. Actually, I think our but, savings account is a money market account. Okay. Well, that's fine. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's the name of it. Just <laughs> as long as it's literally not a Wells Fargo savings account, which is earning you 0.014%, then you're, you're fine. As long as that's not where it is, like I, truly a savings account, which is what know. I thought it's when at, you said that. It's at our old, it's at our bank from Oregon, but I don't, I don't know. I'd have to okay. check. Um, yeah, I have, I have a regular IRA and Roth IRA as well okay. because I like yeah, the Roth I, better, but I started out with the regular. And me then too. The last few jobs, I've, not surprising. I've like split the, split it so I can like pay some taxes, not pay some taxes. Um, right. Because I feel like Roth 401k didn't exist when I first started investing in 401k stuff, and then it became mm-hmm. available. I don't know. That's probably true. I think you're right. So, what were we talking about? <laughs> I don't even fucking know. I oh, feel we, were like talking, I we were talking s- about shorting the stock market. Or... Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, I was. I, I, I think I was punting on describing that, but yeah, essentially the the GameStop thing. Uh, Nokia and AMC are the three that I know of. I know there are others out there. I've heard well, AMC. But... I didn't hear the Nokia one. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was Nokia. It was definitely uh, BlackBerry, I think, is one the one that oh, they were investing nice. in. It was all these things that basically were <laughs> on the downslide. <laughs> Again, yeah. stuff that people were shorting because like they're either obs- obsolete or semi-obsolete technologies or yeah. stuff like it... movie theaters where they're fucking fucked right now because no right. one's going to the movies. It would be like, it would be like investing in Sears right now or Kmart, like any large retail. Actually, Kmart's been bankrupt for several years, but yeah. any large, you know, uh, big big box store retailer or Best Buy is probably another one. Although I think they have a pretty good Best online Buy's business. Best Buy's probably but doing okay. Yeah, maybe maybe not the best example, but but again, the the my only comment here is when I saw this happening and it was in the last twenty four hours. I immediately thought to myself, I need to short these because GameStop currently their valuation is like $11 billion. I'm like, GameStop is not worth $11 billion. No, no. If I see a stock that's overvalued, I want to short it because I think it is going to fall eventually. But the way in which this happened is so unheard of that like this small group, like they might, it might go, it might keep going up. I mean, the thing I read eventually it'll have to said this you know, the bigger the bubble, the bigger the burst, basically. Like, this will stop at some point, but they're like, this. they've never done this. No one's ever done this before, so we don't know how long right. it will last. It's the it win. Be, yeah. yeah. It's the win. It could be... Not, not if. Another day. It could be months or whatever. I don't, it could be five years. Yeah. yeah, I don't know what the okay. actual timeline's possibilities are. It was now interesting to say to yeah. s- they were... There was... I guess, this to me is total fucking Wall Street. That I get, they were trying to get the FEC, is that right? FEC involved, um, FTC. What what's FDIC? Oh yeah, FTC, FTC involved. Sure. Basically, like, are they doing anything illegal? But they said because basically creating enthusiasm for stocks online is not illegal. They're not like not illegal. Yeah, they're not doing anything illegal. They're just like this is what we should do, and then people are actually doing it. Yeah, Reddit has a large enough 
user base on that Wall Street page, which I heard has been taken down or privatized. I don't know what that means on Reddit, but that they're like hiding it now so that they, they're they trying to prevent it from like tomorrow. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. They'll pick, you know, Stephen's ice cream cones or whatever, and it's going to go worth <laughs> oh, $150 million. Dollars. Um, the, My man can make some mad ice cream. Yes. Uh, there's something I was going to say. I forgot. But yeah, I, I mean... I think it's interesting that people are like the FTC, the government, the people, the, you know, the big brokerage firms are like, this has to be illegal. These, these people who are not, you know, traders are fucking us over (coughs) and this isn't how it's done. So I don't know. That part made me happy. Made you grin. By the way, it probably hurt your, well, I don't know. We don't know if you have any portfolios out there. No, I mean, yeah, it may have hurt me slightly. I don't know. It's not like. Yeah, it's not the end of the world. I understand. So I, I remember now what I was going to say earlier. You you went on this semi-accurate rant about how the – what is it? The whims the whims and fancy of um, of investors is is what kind of moves the market. And I, I say you're partially right because that's, that's true. It is a lot of speculation. It is sentiment. You hear that term used a lot. Here's the sentiment of the consumers and the, and the investors. But the reality is, is that a lot of big days, like today was a big down day for the stock market. And a lot of big down days and big up and big up days are because it's it's building in the movement for the future. So it is based on what is now what they think will happen. Like when Trump was elected, it went a certain direction. When Biden was elected, it went a certain direction. When Bush won, Obama, whatever. When when any of those any presidential elections Anytime there's major news on regulatory fronts as it relates to banks and that sort of thing, um, it nothing should change that day. But they're building in what they expect know, will happen down the, the road. The stock market is not the economy. Uh, also true. It, also true. And it drives me fucking insane. Like when when we've had prolonged recessions and it's like consumer confidence is low, and uh, you know, spending is down, then people are losing their job. It's just like a, a vicious yeah. cycle. It seems like if you, everybody's like, hey, everything's going to be okay, then it would like, the problem would correct itself because people would go like buy shit and then businesses would employ more. Like it it seems, it makes no sense to me how this like, this sort of cyclical nature wrong. of the, of the, of that stuff works. <laughs> and sometimes it's wrong. Sometimes the whims and fancies are, are incorrect. But a perfect example, and I, I should have said this earlier, is 10 and a half months ago, I was actually out in Tahoe when coronavirus really started hitting, right? End of February, early March Wasting of 2020. Money. Oh, sorry. Yes, skiing. No, I wasn't wasting. I actually made money on that trip. I, I will admit, doesn't often happen, but I actually won more money than I lost on that first trip. First time in um, 10 years. Not first time ever. But in the course of the next two or three weeks, the stock market and my personal portfolio went down like 35, 40%, right? Yes. And it was huge. Like I was considering selling everything. I really was. And thank the dear Lord, baby Jesus, I didn't. <laughs> but, and it was because we didn't know. The market didn't know what was going to happen. Was coronavirus going to shut down the entire economy? How many jobs, how many millions of jobs were going to be lost? Yes, And yes. people started speculating. It's going to be bad. It's going to be bad. And in those two or three weeks, it dropped. And then you can, if you look at any chart of the Dow Jones Industrial last year, and then at a certain point, late March, early mid-April, 
there were talks of the stimulus funds, there were talks of all these things, and suddenly it started this long climb back up. And by the end of 2020, the market was higher than where it was right before it started falling, which was also an all-time high. And it's all because, you know, yes, the unemployment numbers were terrible, but we'd already built that into the market. So they slowly started getting better month after month. Then we started having the stimulus package took hold. Then there were talks of a second stimulus package, and then there were talks of a vaccine. So it all makes sense. Nothing was much better the second those announcements were made, but they knew that within a couple of months, within six months, whatever, those things would help the entire, I should say global, but certainly the U.S. economy, to be in better shape, and therefore those valuations seem more accurate. Yeah. No, yeah, I know it's not so, completely horseshit. It just feels like a lot of it is... There's a level of horseshit, though. I'm not going to disagree. There is some is horseshit like built in. <laughs> the whims and fancies. <laughs> the whims and fancies of asshole investors like myself. But, like, for example, and if I wish I'd done it, If we ever a hip-hop group, we should call it whims and fancies. The whims and fancies? We should. Um, but, you know, one of the wiser investments I made last year was some point in April... I was like, you know what, this Amazon thing, <laughs> I think it's catching on. I was 20 years too late to the party, but but Amazon had a huge run up between yeah. like April and June, and I bought it in, in early April because, I mean, look, a Wait, shit did, ton did of you people buy, were using Amazon. Did you buy actual already. stock or did you buy like fractional shares? I bought actual stock. I bought like three shares because it was 1600 bucks at the time, I think. Now it's like 3200 Oh, wow. It's really? So it's like doubled? It did at one point. I don't know. I haven't looked at Amazon in a while. Let's look at it. Amazon. Quick like. Um, A-M-Z-N. Yeah, it's 3200 Nice. And it was down almost 100 bucks today. But again, I, I wish I'd bought it earlier, but, you know, I, I felt pretty good about that. I was like, all right, Scott. And then, of course, I bought some other, I bought some, some weed stocks like a year and a half ago. I got a tip from a friend of mine in the industry. Boy, did that not pan out. The company actually went bankrupt. So, Oh, that um, specific weed company? I feel like weed would have gone up in the uh, pandemic. A lot of weed has gone up, just not green growth brands. Just up in smoke. Assholes. Let's see. GG green growth brand. It's worth a nickel today. So, and you paid a dime for it? Uh, oh, no. Five dollars? I, I paid... I don't want to talk about what I paid for it. <laughs> It was like four, it was like four twenty. <laughs> I think it was. It was I don't even think about that. I think it really was. It was Wait, like four hundred twenty. No, 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 no. Okay. Like four dollars and twenty cents. Okay, okay. And now it's a nickel. But mm. you know, look, you live and learn. It wasn't. It was a couple thousand bucks. It's not a big deal. But for every one of those, there's an Amazon to balance it out. And the hope is, when I'm old and gray, I make more good decisions than bad decisions, and I have enough money to live comfortably on. You know, we'll see. This Time is, will tell. This has taken a weird Put turn all my tonight's podcast. This has taken a, a very weird turn. Welcome to the investment podcast <laughs> with, Brad, with Brad and Brad. <laughs> with Scott and Todd. With Amanda um, and, and Dan. <laughs> with Doug and Dan. Wait, um, what was the other person? It was What was his boyfriend's name? Oh, Shit. Amanda. No, it wasn't Amanda. It was something else before oh, that. Jeff. Oh, Jeff. Oh, Jeff. Jeff and Amanda. Saying. Yeah. <laughs> Jeff and Amanda. I'll be Jeff. You can be, well, your middle name's Jeff, so you can be Jeff. Yeah, I was about to say, it seems like an easier transition for me. No pun intended. Um, speaking of that, this has nothing Amanda. to do with that. I don't want to be Amanda. 
just so we can end this podcast on a somewhat normalized note, I want to get your thought, and, and because, as we have said for many months now, this is your COVID-19 resource. This is your home for COVID-19 <laughs> updates every other month when we decide to give them to people. I assume you are, because you have plenty of free time, I assume you've been continuing to track numbers and things of that sort. Nah, not really. My wife registered me for the vaccine, though. I registered myself yesterday. Nice. And I encouraged my wife to do the same, and she did. How's Maryland doing with uh, distribution and phases? Uh, good. I don't. Honestly, the, I have I have not really been following the news at all. I'm just looking at what like. What are you doing looking, all day? I'm looking for new job openings, and I've been playing <laughs> some Mario Kart and watching Seinfeld sometimes. What? Mostly job openings, though. Your your wife's gonna kill you. This is why she's telling you about the savings. She's like, we're gonna get this all settled, and then because you uh, are sitting around doing nothing. We're going to get rid of you, but we have I mean, enough to take care of our I'm children. probably worth more dead um, than alive right now, to be honest. Oh, for sure. But she, uh, then she'd have to take care of the kids. Although, Maryland mm. is talking about hybrid school in uh, uh, March. So my younger daughter, who's in kindergarten, nice. may be um, starting somewhere between one and four days a week back at school, they said hybrid, so I, I assume it's not a full five. It's probably Why not, not the four. older daughter. Well, they're starting the beginning. Um, like they have four in our county. They have four like special needs schools. That's not what they're called, but they're like something like that. Um, yeah. For more intense assistance or something, and then they're also. Supposedly, with within that phase, those four schools, and then grades pre-K through second, because um, the younger students need in-person learning the most, is what they figured, which is totally true. Like, it's hard gotcha. to teach kindergartners, first graders virtually because they most of them don't know how to write. Or they can't like type shit into the computer. Like, I have to type my daughter's code in. We've written it down. She can do it, but it takes her a while because she's not familiar with the keyboard. Yeah, and so she's not she's not great at keeping track of her own time. You know what I mean? Like they have all these stupid fucking yeah, breaks. Yeah. We've talked about them a million times. So we have uh, like younger kids, and a lot of their learning is like talking to the teacher, repeating stuff. You know, like physically mm -hmm. writing things down or working with physical manipulatives yeah. rather than like typing stuff in or watching a course or talking to it, whatever. So yeah, yeah, yeah. there's there. They prioritized younger students to go back first. I see. Sorry. Back okay. to COVID talk. Yeah. So, so like I'll, I'll give you an example in Colorado. We have, there's phases one, a one B two and three. One a is healthcare workers. We're, we're well into that. If not done, I think, I think you saw it. Maybe you didn't. On Facebook, uh, Jamie, Travis's wife, um, is done. She's gotten both her first and second round. She's obviously a healthcare nice. worker. Um, and then 1B is like elderly, 70 plus, and I don't know, maybe the second line of essential workers? I'm not exactly sure of the definition. Phase two is people age 16 to 69 that are immunocompromised. Hand raised. Um, and then phase three is everybody else who's normal and healthy. And yeah, healthy. I think Maryland's basically um, the same 
I mean, I think that's probably a pretty nationwide. It's pretty standard. Yeah, of course. But a lot of states are at very different phases. For example, I bring all that up to say a a friend of mine, uh, an attorney who lives in New Jersey, their state system is set up to where you can log in and, you know, sign up to get the vaccine. And then they notify you, hey, we have openings at these locations at these times. If you can make it, you sign up. And he is a couple, he's like your age, has no, he's not immunocompromised at all. And he went last week and got his first shot. And I'm like, how the fuck is that? Like, they're like already through into the normal person phase. And I'm sitting over here in Colorado where I think in 1B, maybe, I've heard many other states. The only thing I see on, 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 on social media is my friends who are, who are doctors or nurses or that sort of thing. Yeah, I've, I've seen, not seen a, a I've common seen social media. Yeah healthcare worker people. <clears throat> so Maryland is in 1C, which is basically uh, anyone 65 and o- over and then all the frontline workers. And it looks like yeah. like grocery store, restaurant people yeah. are eligible. Essential workers. Um, what I They've definitely opened it up to teachers as well because, again, they're trying to reopen schools. Um, I know one of our friends is like, you should – let me see if I can get you signed up. You should just go get one because she's like, they're not being very strict about how they like sure. check your qualifications. I was like, I don't, I don't know if I really feel comfortable, like jumping in line. Like I'm, I'm not going anywhere. I'm that part's probably not going to change once I get either the first right. or second dose of vaccine. I'm not going to be out, out like dining in restaurants by myself because no, again, waiting not. for my whole family to be vaccinated, that sort of thing anyway. But, um, but, but in, in the midst of all this, I also see news stories. I think it was actually on The Daily Show last night that I saw this where and I forget what state it was. It doesn't matter. But all these states and counties and jurisdictions are having to destroy the vaccine because apparently, A, it has an expiration date. Yeah. But B, it's like there are literally tens of millions of people nationwide waiting for this. But because of the logistics and I'm not pointing the finger of blame. I mean, it needs to be pointed somewhere. But because of logistics. Trump they're not able to get enough people to come in to burn through their supply. Like I would think the second you realize, all right, we've vaccinated everyone that was scheduled. You send a blast out to somewhere and say, Hey, if you haven't been vaccinated yet, come and get it. You know, I read something on Twitter or something that there are a few cases. This was like weeks ago where like a couple of people are like, I just got a vaccine because they, they were going to have to throw it away. And they're like, hey, do you want a vaccine? And they're like, yeah. And just went in and like they were just helping I think, people or whatever. Yeah, My friend in New Jersey, I think that's how it happened. They just had extra and he had recently signed up. And so we got the email. Hey, if you're free tomorrow, he said it was like the day before can, and can come at this time. He's like, absolutely. You know, I'll drop everything I'm <laughs> yes, doing. Yes, I can. That is priority number one. It's just, I, I don't know. It's It's frustrating. Meanwhile... Hopefully Johnson, we talked about this last week a little bit, but hopefully Johnson and Johnson's gets the green light from the FDA here in the, in the next couple of days, if not weeks. Um, Moderna and Pfizer are continuing to produce. We mentioned the stockpile doesn't exist, but hopefully their, you know, their mass production is, is continuing on a 24 seven string, which is what I heard is the reality. They're literally producing as much as they humanly can. Um, and you're, I don't know, and might, and might have more insight into that since she's kind of in that field, but um, yeah, it's just, oh, but I, the, the whole reason I brought this up, although you said you're not looking at the data, 
is to say that the the sites that I've been using this whole time for many months now, the the seven day moving average for now two solid weeks, which in my opinion is the litmus test, is down pretty steadily to the point where the the first three days of this week, the new cases are averaging right over 150,000, which is not fantastic. But two <laughs> weeks ago, they were like 250, 240, back around Thanksgiving time, 220, 225. So the fact that we're now down to that number, and of course, and we've talked about this before, the deaths have been pretty high the past seven to 10 days, but they are also starting that slow descent down. They're, they always trail behind yeah. by about... 10 to 14 days. So again, this happened before this happened for, for many months between basically July and September, where it was this low, this, this slow downward trend. And I was like, cool, we're getting out of this. And then sometime in October, it took this huge upward turn, but I feel like it's happening again. And hopefully with the vaccine kind of on the back end, I'm hoping that this is the, the final exit point and the slow escape from from this pandemic certainly could be yeah i'm looking at new york times right now and it says the 14 day change in cases is negative 33 yeah. percent so it looks yeah. like the peak That's of huge. cases was around january i can tell you exactly 10th ish when it was it was 252 000. january 8th was the peak 308 000, the chart oh, yeah. I'm looking at. so yeah same area anyway but yeah big old spike sorry i was looking and at then, the averaged curve but yeah that's fine and then the other indicator that we've talked about before on this podcast is because i talked about how all you know there was this big increase between september and basically into the year with number of tests and i was like but that's irrelevant it's how many the percent of positive and again that also peaked at around 13 percent positive tests and that was back in early or sorry towards the end of the year late december and that's now down about 40% as well. And as of yesterday, it was about 9% as opposed to 13. So again, it doesn't mean anything. Still wear a fucking mask, still stay home if you can, all that sort of stuff, but all very good indicators, especially again, with that backstop of, of the vaccine being out there, that's slowly, but surely making people a lot safer, not making them immune. Let's not give misinformation, but making them a lot safer and hopefully those same people, healthcare workers being the exception, because they have to go out there and interact, but hopefully them, those same people will continue with the same practices they've been doing for now nine or ten months. Yeah, if you look at the map on the New York Times page, it looks like the hot spots right now are like California, Arizona, Texas, South Carolina, and... Mm -hmm. There's some other, I guess, eh, upstate. California and Texas have been out of fucking control. Yeah, California, California for sure. A couple the, weeks ago was nuts. The Mexico border of southern Texas is like black. Yeah. Yeah, Texas is bad too. Texas had the highest cases today. Today being the 27th. Yeah, if I look at the states where cases are higher and staying high, South Carolina, Virginia, New Hampshire, Maine, and North Dakota. Mm -hmm. I'm surprised that California's not in there. I don't know. Well, if it's based against the population, that makes sense. These little little graphs are not always the easiest thing to read. Yeah, true. That too. California. But yeah, the point is, and again, let me look at Maryland. Colorado's in a much, much better place when I look at their individual graph. 
Maryland is, is headed in the same direction. You guys peaked more recently than Colorado did. Um, actually, on January 9th, right around the time that we were talking about earlier, um, in terms of number of new cases, but also definitely taking a big drop down about 30% since that peak just two short weeks ago. Um, so it's just encouraging. It's good to see. Um, and obviously, it, we, we hope that it... Uh, that it continues. Yeah. And that's interesting shit. about I'm Texas. Ready. I'd seen those Get numbers. The fuck out of here. I, yeah. I, I didn't realize it was the, the peak areas were down and kind of on the border. I wonder why that is. That's interesting. Yeah. I don't know. That's I've heard that. It's interesting that that would be the place where it is. Yeah. I would have thought Houston strip clubs never yeah, close. <laughs> James Harden Corona left. So the pussy. strip clubs all went out of business. Yeah. Yeah. James Harden. <laughs> He James Harden was, single-handedly saved the country he was, from the coronavirus. He was keeping the uh, strip club industry rolling. Oh, man. Oh, man. Rolling in something. Anyway, rolling so that's your COVID-19 hell. update. Todd re-educating himself since he didn't have time today to look at those numbers. I mean, I was on a hike. This is true. Watching over the lives of three young children, three young minds. Will lead lead us to our <laughs> lead, lead us to the pro- all right. No, com- I'm not even going to comment on that. All right, let's um, let's call it. You got anything else to talk about? Nah, I'm good. Any other whims and fancies to discuss? Whims and fancies. No, I think all my that's, whims and fancies have been met. Whims, whims. Wouldn't want to leave your whims and fancies whims. Un- unmet. All right. <clears throat> Wait, um. I love that bit on on uh, Family Guy when Stewie Stewie says whip. what cool whip <laughs> whip yeah. whims and fancies. I mean that is how it's spelled. The W H should have the so sound fucking to it. annoying and hilarious for some reason. You you could say that about many different things in that show. True, uh, that's part of what yeah. makes it so brilliant. So, all right, uh, um, might be overselling it. So thanks for listening, everybody. Check us out on the socials, the underscore bro underscore pod. That's Twitter and Instagram. Shoot us an email. BroPodNetwork, thebropodnetwork at gmail.com. Check out our website, bropodnetwork.com. And, uh, yeah, beat that beat up. I don't know what Todd was doing there. He was pumping his – he was fist pumping. Yeah. It's my yeah, whim okay. and That's my fancy. His whim and his fancy were to fist pumps. So, um, thanks for listening. Go out there, everybody. Invest in GameStop, Nokia, and AMC. Just kidding. This is not a financial advice show. Definitely don't listen to Todd's financial advice. Yeah. I would advise you not to listen to mine. I mean, I don't, don't buy like marijuana. Any. Yeah. Just, it's all bad. Anyway. All right. So, or don't buy always. the marijuana sto- stock that Scott bought. Yeah. Do, yeah. Buy any <laughs> Aurora cannabis. Go for it. I should have done that one. It's literally where I fucking live, but I bought some other stupid ass stock and crash and burn. Anyway. So, 420. Thank you all for listening, everybody. And until we see you next time, peace. Ooh!